0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
1: At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be
0: unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Alright, we're back at it, Homegrown Radio. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head.
1: West Coast.
0: And all that. Um, yeah. shout out to the folks that have been reaching out, supporting. Uh, and gotta say a quick shout out to the Army Daniel, shout out to Kanisha, shout out to Bita and uh Young Russ. The all these people are like the most listened, uh, the most listened to, no, not listened to, our the highest listen, to? our highest <laughs> listeners. Uh, they they tap into the homegrown radio podcast and show a lot of love and often coming back, subscribing He's whether the most listened to. Yeah, them, I'm tripping. The most listened, the highest listeners or most your top, li- top listeners. Our top listeners. How about that? Our top listeners. So shout out to the folks that's running that homegrown radio um podcast back, whether you're on iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple. Apple Music. Turn your what is it? headphones down? It's get every yeah, time. Yeah, every time. I, yeah, up. that's what I thought. Hold on one second. Oh,
1: you know why I let the
0: baby mess around on my soundboard? in this fool. Yeah, so
1: man, not the baby. So the baby, the baby came in from uh, from uh, Charlotte and <laughs> start fucking with your soundboard, <laughs> man. <laughs> baby on baby. All right, that better. Check check. Yeah. yeah. All right. So
0: yeah, man. Salute to our our, our top listeners. Salute to uh, my baby. The baby for messing with my soundboard, um, and there was one more thing I wanted to mention because I know we definitely got to talk about what's been going on. Um, and real quick, uh, is Homegrown is my uh, my first real podcast, and it's beyond worth worth listening to. I learned so much about music from uh, from them both and unknown artists. I've been introduced. Uh, I've been introduced to all types of music and background information that I don't think uh, would have been possible without them. Thank you to the homegrown team. Mad respect. Shout out to Bailey. And these guys hold it down for LA hip-hop community with Chuck's warm compassion and uh, passion uh, combined with heads, logic, and honesty. These two are positive and fun force and a fun force that can't be reckoned with in in a radio game. They care about the culture and genuinely enjoy providing a platform for the underground and upcoming artists, these two are amazing representatives of the West Coast music scene, man. So, again, keep those comments coming in. Shouts out to Jazz that, that threw that up as well, man. Whether you're on Apple Music, whether you're on SoundCloud, whether you're on uh, iHeartRadio app, we see the comments. Keep them flooding in. Shouts out to everybody that reaches out to either myself or Head individually that just lets them know that, you know, what, what impact Homegrown is having on them. And we appreciate that, Thank man. Thank you for consuming the content.
1: Please. You know what I'm saying? Thank, Thank you. you. Please continue to do so. Um we definitely look to, to turn a profit one day.
0: Exactly. At some
1: point. <laughs> At some point, right? At some point. At some point, we're going to make some money. You know some, what I'm saying? Somehow, we ain't made somewhere. a dime
0: yet. And no, no, we, we in a hole. We in yeah, a hole. we
1: in a big hole.
0: We in the hole. Now, man, I, I, I hate starting off the show. like I feel like the last couple of shows we started off with some heavy-ass news, man. But, I mean, we, couldn't, we can't not kick this off with talking about, um, first of all, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, you uh, most people know him from from Black Panther. Um, But, you know, he played in Get On Up as James Brown. Um, He did 42 as Jackie Robinson, Um, a host of other roles, iconic roles that he's done. But obviously the latest one that people know is Black Panther. He was actually in the Netflix show, um, The Five Bloods as well. Rest in peace, suddenly passed away. Well, it wasn't a sudden thing. It was sudden to us. Um, has been having yeah. colon cancer, died at the age of forty-three. You were on the radio when it happened. I was actually on a live stream when the when the the news broke. Um, I'll start off with myself and then tell me how how you found out and you know your thoughts on it, or whatever, and where it's taking place. But I was literally on on the live stream with my boy Manny Montana. shout out to Puff and Parlay, my girl CC. We were they were doing an interview, and towards the end of the interview, um, Manny's wife walks in and just like and she's. Chill, mild mannered, but she walked in kind of like frantic, eyes kind of big. We're like, "What the hell's going on?" We're in the middle of this thing, and she holds up the um the clip, uh, the headline, and we just we were like, "What?" Like, and obviously had to stop it. And just shocked, like mm-hmm. that, that that messed up. I'm not gonna lie, that messed up my mood the whole weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Driving home, and I'm hearing you. And Kev on the radio talking about it as well, man. So from that perspective, how you know people don't understand, like when you're in the midst of doing this, especially in media, you have we have a unique job of informing the people. But when something like that hits, I can tell for you, it hit a little harder than normal. Um, yeah. So talk about just side of it because we have to enter, we have to entertain the people and inform the people at the same time. So what were your thoughts on Chadwick Bozeman and you know what can you say? Well, for for me it was interesting it
1: was different it was difficult like i ain't going to lie it was difficult because obviously we never know what's going on in people's lives like we never know what was really going on in celebrities lives people don't never really know what's going on in our lives you right. know what i'm saying you you didn't battled alcoholism like we didn't been we've been through it yeah and so the public really never really they never really know what's going on and so it was like i think what i try to do is just be as honest as possible you know i mean i'm that's my personality but i try to in those types of moments like if i'm feeling sad or if i'm feeling uh uh um anger or whatever i'm feeling in the moment like you know i just try to go with it i just try to be honest and i got that tip from our boss doc winter because when Nipsey passed you know i was uh, i was on the radio yeah um so i was like I don't know what to say and he was like just go in there and, and tell the truth bro
0: well i, I think a part but, of that too becomes comes with you don't want to sound insensitive and you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to like be a cloud or a gloom as well so it's like that fine balance between um you know informative people and you're right you, you have to just be honest you have to be yourself
1: you know and i was thinking like Cause I don't want to be insensitive to people who may be, you know, more fucked up than me, but also trying to figure out a way to honor how I feel at the same time. So it's like, it's like a crazy balance when you do what we do. Uh, Obviously uh, when you're talking about television, radio content, whatever you're doing, it's like, you got to find that balance. So for me, when, when I found out, I found out before, you know, bootleg Kev and I was just like, I was like, "Oh shit!" And I I, at first I didn't, cause you know we on Twitter. Like we find out everything on Twitter, you know. And you um, once you find out on Twitter, you have to fact check, especially when you when it comes to what we do, because I can't just get on the radio and be like, you know, Nipsey's gone, right? And it's like, what? Like, and he's not gone, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't. And there's been countless media personalities who have killed people on the air who are not dead. Jump out the window, and so it's, yeah. I, and it's I know Lil, like, Lil Wayne been dead a couple times that I seen. Lil Wayne been, I seen. I remember they killed Rick Ross. and Oh yeah, when he was seizure. Yeah, yeah. And Rick Ross was tweeting like, "I'm not <laughs> I'm dead." Not it's like, yeah, like, you don't want to be that guy. Don't you know what I'm saying? I, so, so when I when I found out about Chadwick, it was just like, okay, we got a fact check. We got to see what's going on. And I felt like they kind of knew when it comes to his circle, his team, his family, whatever it was, because literally right after it happened, they issued a statement on his on his Instagram page. Yeah. yeah, And so it was like, damn, they kind of been prepping for this low key. And that's just like, man, that's fucked up. And it's not even because obviously I'm a Marvel head and you know, I wanted Black Panther two and like all that shit, but because the man is a father, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's a husband and shit and you, and then when it, when it, when it finally broke, And it came out about him dying at home with his family and his wife and his kids by his side. It's like, Oh my God, bro. Like it just, it's like, I can't imagine. I don't have kids. You got a son, but I can't imagine sitting next to my kid and saying goodbye type shit. Like what the fuck does that look like? You know what I'm saying? So being a, being a a selfish fan, I guess you could say like, we're fans of Nipsey, you know what I'm saying. We're fans of Chadwick Boseman. We're fans of these people who who pass and move on, but these people are also family members and cousins and and and, and dads and uncles and shit like that. So it's like I kind of try to honor that part of it. Yeah, and I try not to because I know it's going to be over sensationalized from the media standpoint of like, oh, he was Black Panther and he was Jackie Robinson. It's like, no, that man is a father, father right? Right, like, real life kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I try to honor that, and that's kind of where my mood came from when I'm talking about these things. Like, obviously, with Nip Pass, it was personal, and I was talking to a big boy about it. And big boy was trying to tell me, he was just like, it's just, it's hit differently for you because Nip is in your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like I still got text messages and FaceTimes and shit from Nip. So it's like, that's why that hits different. And that's why it's a different type of situation. But when every when anybody passes in entertainment, it's a huge news story because it's, especially when it's sudden Kobe. Yeah, It's like, who right. the fuck thought Kobe was gonna pass on a Sunday morning? And, and so when those types of things happen and I'm obviously more connected to either the person or the character that I'm attacked, that, that that person is like Kobe, I don't know Kobe, Kobe wasn't in my phone, but Kobe, I've lived with Kobe Bryant my entire life down near, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, well, my entire, where I knew, where I no, was watching movie. basketball. Exactly. exactly Since the seventh grade or some shit like that, sixth or seventh grade and Kobe's been in my life. So it's like, he's been in your, your, yeah, in your
0: life more years than you've been. Well, okay you've known him more years than you haven't
1: known him exactly so obviously we're going to be more connected to those people and it's going to hit differently yeah so i think that um while i was on the air i was just trying to convey that and i was trying to be honest with the people and just tell them the truth like you know, this is the truth. This is this is what we're still getting more information. We don't have all the information. I'm not gonna act like I know everything. I'm not gonna act like I know what you're going through. If you if you were his homeboy, you was his friend. If you were anything to him, I'm not gonna act like I can I can act like I know what you're going through because I don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? When 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 people pass, like um, your pops, when your dad passed, I can't come to the homegrown and be like, man, it's gonna be okay. I don't yeah. know if it's gonna be okay. <laughs> You know what right, I'm saying? Like right. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So I'm not going to act like I know what you're going through. I'm just going to tell you what I'm going through and hopefully we can relate on that.
0: Yeah. I, and that's, that's the main thing. Just it's re- the relatability of it. it is like, okay, well I, I know how it feels based off of these circumstances, but yeah, I, I can't sit here in front and act like I know specifically, especially with the family, what they're going through at this, at this time, like that, that is a sudden, a sad and sudden situation, um, Again, we we've talked about it on the last couple of podcasts. For me, uh, aside from being a father as well, like that was the number thing, number one thing I thought. I'm like, because I I didn't know too much about his personal life, but when I saw that he passed with you know the family, I'm like, damn, kids without a father, damn. Like immediately, then I go I go you know to what he meant to the the culture, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to think this is for a lot of people that was the first black superhero that they saw. So yeah. symbolically it's like, damn with everything going on, we have to deal with this. I, I know a lot of people having to talk to their kids about death for the first time because they don't have any family members that's passed away, but you got to explain that yo black Panther died. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. sensationalized part about it. When you hear it, you know, if somebody's on, on TV in the news radio, and you're driving and saying saying that, the guy that played Black Black Panther died, you have to now explain to your kid who that person you know what's going on. And those are that's a whole different conversation. But mm-hmm. it's also like the idea of of us taking another blow for two reasons. One, damn, superhero, like, you know, the 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 numbers that they shattered and all this, and now the the, the idea of this person is being gone, right? Secondly, um, it's like, now you have to have that, those conversations, and this is kind of what I want to get into, of your health. Like, Man. what are you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Are you getting checked up? Are, you, are you now, Because now, a lot of us are, are predisposed to a lot of situations, whether it be diabetes, uh, high blood pressure. A lot of us uh, are uncles. For me, for sure, I got a couple of uncles that, you know, have had colon cancer. Or yep. had to get their yep. shit checked. My pops went through it yep. before he passed, so it was like, all right, you you're now susceptible to a lot of these same things as a lot of us are as as black men and just in African American and, and and minority communities. Like we we're predisposed to a lot of the situations. So this is another gut punch, and f- I, I really hope that people are taking. From what I've been seeing, people are taking it serious. Like there have been a lot of donations to the the Colon Cancer Society. I'm not sure if that's a specific one, but for colon cancer research. Um a lot of donations going up like as of recently since since this situation. Um but now go get you, like I just literally got my first physical in 9 years today.
1: Oh, for real?
0: I'm not playing. I'm not playing. So it's Damn. like cuz I've been putting it off like oh yeah yeah I get it done. Uh and low key to be to be perfectly honest, I had a, I had was scheduled to get a checkup in March and then COVID mm. hit. So that was just like, it was Mm -hmm. another excuse for me to be like, all right, well, whatever. They were like, well, we're not opening the office right now. Or if it's nothing serious, then, you know, let us know. And I just kept pushing it it back. And when that happened, I'm like, all right, no, I can't play. Let me, boom, 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 boom. Let me call. Let me get my appointment. No, no, I need my appointment now. Like, I need to get checked. Because it's been so long and you just don't know. And you don't want to get in situations where you're caught up and it's too late and you can't fix some shit. Now, I don't know what his situation was or what was going on prior, but... To the thing that hit me the most is like, dude, this dude was going through filming. They said he had it for four years, which means Black sure. Panther. Black Panther came out in 2018, which means he was filming it prior to that.
1: 2017. 2017.
0: Yeah. He he may not have been filming it at the time, but he definitely was doing that press run for sure. In the, oh, in, for the sure. in the in the in the midst of all that going on, and we're not talking about the other movies that he had been filming and was working on. And you know, the the last image that people saw was him at the the uh, all-star game for the um, the dunk contest. And that's when mm-hmm. kind of like images were coming out. People were like, man, he looks a little frail. Some people was cracking jokes and you just never know what people are going through. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, damn. Okay. You, you're looking at somebody. I look at that as, again, I didn't know him personally, but I got so much more respect for him because it's like, man, he was going through all that shit, all yeah. the jokes that was flying. You know what I mean? Everything that was going on. He, he, true warrior like you you have to look at it in that sense i never heard him complain about this I've, I've never heard any story about it leak at all
1: i've never heard him talk about it and i know like i know that it's it was public knowledge that he probably that he had it but nobody knew to the extent like and then that he was fighting it like i mean it wasn't public knowledge but people knew yeah. like there were certain people that to. knew yeah. and you heard rumblings of what was going on but it was just like that shit's crazy. And I know, and what's crazy is right now, I know, let me see, one, two, I know three people fighting cancer right now. Yep. And and that's that's personal people that I talk to every on on, on a, every other day basis, right? And it's just like, and nobody's complaining. Nobody's fucking complaining, bro. And it's just like, that that's that to me is it, that is eye opening, and <clears throat> I want to shout out. Well, I'm not going to put his business out there, but one of the homies that is uh, uh, that has fought cancer, he sent me a photo this morning of the procedure that they're going to do, and they're going to go inside of his inside of his penis with a with a thick ass microscope and push it all the way through to his intestines to look at some shit, right? And he sent me a photo of this procedure. You're awake the whole time, right? And this is the text he sent me. I hope you're having a great day because it could be like mine. And I was just like, damn. And so what that does is, I, and and people know this about me because it's the shit I be posting, but, I remind myself daily, every single day I get up and I want to be like, Man, I gotta do laundry. Man, I gotta go do this. I gotta do work. It's like, bro, you could be fighting cancer. It could
0: be way worse.
1: Or you could not have a leg. I seen that post that you put up with the dude. R- right, have have no arm or, or leg. no leg. He was he has he was a whole half a body fucking it was up staying with the dudes, staying with them dudes on the bike. And I'm just like. People got life fucked up. Straight like you away. out here complaining about like I and is that's why, and you know this about me, but that's why it's difficult for me to empathize with people in general. Yeah. Just in general. It can be like oh I'm going through it. It's like, well, what was wrong? Man, you know, should, you know, I can't go to day parties. It's like, Man. are you fucking <laughs> serious? You know what the fuck going on outside? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like so it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, for me, when I wake up in the morning, it's very difficult for me to complain or or, or think about what I want to complain about or what's not going right. It's like, bro. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do?
0: Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS, nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything.
1: At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable.
0: The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details.
1: Like you be on the radio in your drawers. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm sitting here right now in my drawers. In your house. In my house. And I'm doing what I want to do and I'm loving it. And it's like people are really complaining about stupid ass shit. And it's like, I saw it, bro. I'm gonna tell you some shit. I go ride, I go bike ride with, with the homie Bang Loose. So I'll go ride, bike ride with Bang Loose. I, You know, I mean, I'm flexing. I'm thinking, cause I'm trying to motivate people. I'm doing 20 miles. Yeah. <laughs> to knock this 20 miles out. So I go ride, we ride through Compton. We push through Compton, ride all the way to the pike in Long Beach. We took a break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As I'm, you should. You know you know, I'm, I'm not in shape like that. I to say, as you should. I'm tired of hearing. I'm just tired. Just listening to it. I'm not in shape like that. So I'm stop. We pull over. We stop. I look down. I look down the bike path and it's this low. It's a It's a. It's a, it's a three wheeler. And the three wheeler is hella low. It's a bike. But it's like when the bikes where you lay down. Mm. Right. And I'm complaining the bang about the little hills, the little inclines. You know, when you're in the bike path, you go oh under the, God, under yeah. the uh, streets and the freeways and shit. So I'm complaining like, man, we need to take a break. So we step, we over to the side and come rolling by. is a guy with a with a hand, with a, with an arm bike. You ever seen an arm bike? Um, no, the, it's no, a no. bike where instead of your legs, you're using your arms. No, I like never this. seen that. Nah, his leg, he can't, he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. His legs are strapped into a thing like a wheelchair and they land straight like this. And he's on a bike with his hands like this. And he just going and he right past us. And he hitting him heels like it ain't nothing with his arms. And I'm like, all right. All right. I'm shutting up the show. Hey, got to send, like, send
0: you reminders like that, too. Like, oh, you think you got it bad? All right. Let me go on and send, send this dude in the
1: bike path right now for him to see. And I just be like, bro, this shit is crazy, dog. And I just be like, I just be grateful. That's why I always post that. Like, I just, I'm just grateful because this shit could be real bad. She could be real fucked up and people don't, I think in the moment, people don't take an accountability of what's going on in real life. Like you could have it real fucked up mm-hmm. and people are out here living a best life way more fucked up than you. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's true. That's true. I mean, and it's a great, it's a great reminder. It really is like, no matter what you're going through, there's always somebody that has it worse. And that can be yeah. the perspective that you need to say, you know what? All right. Yeah, it's not the best, but it can be way worse. It really can. Yeah. So I mean, if if you're listening to this, take that, man. I, I know it's probably some things you're going through this week that you'll probably end up going through, but but take that message, man. Just really understand, like, especially if twenty I think if twenty twenty has taught you anything is that you just never know. Enjoy mm. what the fuck you can while you can. Whatever beefs you got with people, and I said this on the radio every night this week, if mm. you got any issues with somebody, any problems, dead that shit. It's not that, it's not that serious. It really isn't. That, tell tell your loved ones you love them. Reach out if you need to. Check on your peoples. Just do it for the sake of doing it. Just be the bigger person because... You could get that text or that call to that
1: person is no longer here, or hell, you may not even make it to the next day. I'm living every and I and I, I've been saying this for I don't know the better part of ten years. Ever since our, our homie Smarts passed, yep. that's how I've been living. Like I don't, I don't hold back. That's why. That's why I'm like this low key. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like this because I, you know, I'm that's my character. But it's like why, why not tell you that I don't like your song? Right. Like I might not have a chance to tell you that tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Why not tell you, you
0: know? And I just somebody go screenshot a picture. Yeah, man, hell was fucking with my shit. No, he wasn't. Nope. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. You got the voicemail to prove it.
1: <laughs> I just think, I think that um, life is just being looked at a different perspective. Um, me and Salas was having a conversation about, he said a bar to it. I'm going to use it. I'm not going to give this is the only time he's going to get credit for this bar because I'm going to use it in my book. But um, he was saying that he said, let me look because I wrote it down. I'm going to tell you. It was a bar. Damn, so you just going to blatantly oh, disrespect him. Oh, I always rip off the <laughs> Um, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? What, you, what the fuck you going to do? Living your so, best life. Yeah. He says that, he said most people are in business with other people. He said what hap- what, what people don't realize is that when you walk in your purpose, you're in business with the universe. The universe is your business partner. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. It is like somebody like
0: that. You you don't want to give (laughs) credit
1: to because you know what that does for him. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good though. That's good. He said he was like, you know how Salisbury? See, See, you know, he was explaining it to me, and he was like, the way you, what you're doing right now is you're in business with the universe, and that's what's allowing you to make these opportunities and these things happen is because you're in like however you want to look at it, whatever God, Allah, whatever, you're in business with a higher power. That's your business partner. And that's why the, your life is laying out the way it's laying out because you're not playing fair. You're not, with, you're not doing business like everybody else. And it's like, so if Warren Buffett was my business partner, my all my shit would be in Walmart, all of it. So if you look at it on, and I'm just saying that for, you know, people who Artists. don't really understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Warren Buffett is, the, he, you know, he started, he owns Walmart, um, but I'm just saying, that if your business partner is running the fucking universe it's the plug what can't you, what can't you do yeah. what can't you do that's true you know what I'm saying and that's why i feel like like I, right now i'm in my bag i feel like when puff when he was like ooh, ooh. <laughs> i love that clip he said puff nothing is like, nothing can stop me nothing can stop me yeah I can do anything. I tell want me what to I do can't have. Yeah, yeah. Whatever I want, I will have. Yeah, Whatever I want. want, I will have. Hey Amen. That's got That's be, how the fuck I feel right now. Low key, that's got to be a clip, bro. That's a sound clip right there. That's that, how I fucking feel right now, dog. Yeah. That's literally how I fucking feel. You can't tell me what I can't do. Yeah. You can't tell Niggas from Carson that we can't be on L.A. radio.
0: Man, talk
1: about it. You were saying talk you can't it. tell me that they don't put black people on the radio in L.A. You can't tell me that niggas ain't fucking with L.A. shit. Hey, man. I just had Bino over on the radio yesterday all night. OK, we're recording this on a fucking what is this, a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. I had being over with me on the radio last night and he told me some shit that I already knew. He said, man, I was talking to Thug and Thug is fucking with me. Thug Hmm. fucking with anything coming out of here right now. I know. You know why I know? Because Thug fuck with Joe Moses. Young Thug fuck with RJ. You know what I'm saying? Young Thug fuck with these people. It's like, yes, they are fucking with our shit. Mm -hmm. Roddy Rich broke a record on Billboard. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they fucking with our Big Sean's first song in in 10 fucking years. However long Sean take to do his music was with Nipsey (laughs) Nipsey. motherfucking Hustle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Hit Boy executive mm-hmm. produced Nas. Executive Ooh. produced by Hit Boy. Talk about They're it. Fucking what artist shit. Oh, yeah. You can't tell me <laughs> nothing right now. You know what I'm saying? My little homies. I want to shout out to my little homies. Um, I be I be pushing my line. I will be pushing my line. When I be on, and this is what people don't realize about what we call doing the extra credit. Mm-hmm. We call doing the extra credit. I'm on Xbox. Playing, playing Xbox with the homies, PlayStation. Shout out to the homie Slim. Shout out to the homie AZ, the AZ Sway. All of the homies that I play Xbox with. Mixed by Ali, we be on there. Boz be on the PlayStation. We all be on the games, Call of Duty. Vid Staples be on the Call of Duty. And the whole time, we playing, we we shooting shit up. We playing <laughs> NBA 2K. I'm dunking on niggas. You know what I'm talking about? Man, you know what? I just, I just read this book, you know what I'm saying? I just bought. I, hey, check your stocks. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how we get into that? The whole time they don't they don't realize what's going on. Medicine, yep. you know what I'm saying? Putting that medicine in there. Put the medicine. You know what I'm saying? You got to wrap that medicine in that candy. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing I'm playing video games with the young homies. They 20, 22, 19, 25, whatever. Ten years younger than me. Yep. Playing video games with the homies. Guess what? Guess what the fuck happened? Let me read this to you. I posted this shit. The homie sent me a DM. He said, "Before I cop this share, LOL, I want to tell you I was inspired by a Head West Coast. This gonna be my third stock to own a share of." Mm. And so, what that says to me is, this shit works, and 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 I love to see that, Mozzie. I just as a matter of fact, I got another DM. I got another DM, I wanna read this one too. I just posted this shit too. Um, It says, it's from, shout out to the homie Papa. He says, this is, he said, he's talking about the subtle art of not giving a fuck. He says, this is in my top five best self-help books I've ever read or listened to, whatever. Dope book, shout out to DJ Head for the recommendation. People are hitting me up for book recommendations. And and now that after I posted that, floods of DMs and text messages, how I get into stocks, mm. you know what I'm saying? My friend, my friend, <clears throat> a friend of mine, I'm gonna put her out there, but she hit me up. She see me talking about politics and, and on the news and talking about the Joe Biden campaign, talking about Kamala Harris, talking about pe- President Trump. She hit me up like, hey, you know what? I never voted before. I'm am a first gener I'm a first generation uh, Mexican uh, American girl. My parents not they don't even speak English like that. How do I get into politics? What do I need to know? What do I look up? What do I read? And it's like that is the shit. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that I be talking about, and that's why I think my business partner is the universe. Yeah. You can't you can't fuck with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's also why I have a lot of resentment towards people whom we probably came up under. Cause it's like, you didn't teach me shit. Mm. And I'm not saying that that's your job. I don't think that that's your job to teach me nothing. But I do think that when you make an effort to give people some information, it's like, that shit is life, that shit is life lasting. I, the little homie, the little homie 22 years old buying stocks. Mm. I wasn't thinking about no fucking stocks Hell when I was nah. 22. Hell no, nah.
0: you plant no seeds. I, I think the good thing too, nowadays and the difference between that uh from the generation before is the access like people have access to you more than they did now granted it's on you to respond back or or put that knowledge out there so i'll I'll definitely give you full credit for that because it's something you have to be able to do but the access for sure is one of the major things i think before that was the part of like how you became that was a that was being a celebrity was the whole mystique not really being accessible, not people not being able to have access to you. Whereas now, that is your brand. That is the way people can, you know, be relatable to to you. You understand? Like that. That it only helps you out. And I think that that just boils down to the human being first and foremost. If you that have that in in your DNA and your nature, and you you're about that, you know what I mean. It only helps you nowadays that these platforms you're able to connect with people like that. Like I'm able to talk to somebody across the world or in the next city, you know what I'm saying, just by a simple tweet or responding back to a DM. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's the accessibility at this point. So, I mean, but kudos to you, man, and, and just anybody that uses their platform to do the greater good as far as planting those seeds because that is a reflection of what's going to take place next next generation. You know what I'm saying? And, and then people will remember that. Hopefully, you throw the rope back. You got to. And that, that's the most important part. Make sure you throw that rope back. Throw the rope back, bro. Um, Speaking of uh, somebody who got the universe on their side, universe business partner and all that, two people we got to shout out. Man, Tyler Perry just became uh, officially a billionaire.
1: In assets, yep. In assets, Tyler man.
0: I don't want to <laughs> count his pockets, but I will. All right, shout out to Forbes. $320 million from his movies, plays, and TV shows due to him owning 100% of the content. So whatever you got to say about his films, his plays, his whatever, whatever you feel about it, he owned 100% of that and definitely getting his money worth on that. $300 million in cash and investments uh, with Tyler Perry Studios. It's worth $280 million of that oh, Three hundred. That's crazy. Um, due, to, due to the 330 acres it sits on in Georgia. And salute to the whole, you know, Brandy and Monica. We'll talk about that. The Versus series. That was filmed at over there as well. Um, and he owns forty uh, million in real estate and vehicles, which adds up to one billion, man. So, man, that, and that's when you were talking about somebody that has a universe or has a universe as their business partner. That's somebody that I, I automatically thought of because you. This is somebody who spent his last money on the plays that he tried to start up and was in the hole, in the hole from jump. And right before he was thinking about giving up shit popped for him and it's been going and going. And he's, you know, obviously a man of faith. He's obviously a a given individual. He's if I've never met him, but just based off of you hearing about his life story, he's always like, he's one of those people that you can go on YouTube and look at him passing down the information and passing down that, that game and telling people not to give up, what to do, smarten up, get your things right. Like all these things we've been talking about, He's been saying it to a different degree as well using his platform. Uh, so salute to him.
1: I think it was dope about the Tyler Perry story is um, even when he did his acceptance speech and he was talking about how, you know, that was slave land and then he bought it. Um, and then I also think that Tyler Perry is a perfect example of diligence, patience, hard work. You know what I'm saying? Hard work plus patience. Um, I think that what Tyler Perry has done is probably low key historic. And it's probably it's it's definitely I don't think it'll be it be it'll be able to be done again. I think so. I think I think there's only one Tyler Perry. But I think due to
0: him again, it's up to whoever takes that information that he's given out. If they starting early, they it, it can no, be
1: what, what I'm saying is I think there's no it won't be done again in the same way that he was. Able oh, to no, do no, it. no, no. Uh, hmm. Because what Tyler Perry has been able to do was he took an idea manifested the idea, actually created the idea, which is the, the hard part. Everybody got ideas. Mm-hmm. It's it's the application of the idea. It's yeah. the it's the it's the execution of it. That's where people fall fall off. Oh I got an idea for a clothing line. Right. And then when it come to actually producing clothes, it's like that's where you fall off. Right. You can do all the mock-ups you want. <laughs> so um, I think what, what I mean by that is I think what Tyler Perry has done is he had an idea he created a whole universe based around a, a crazy ass grandma and took Medea to the mainstream Then he was able to take from, I mean, not even from mainstream, he took it to plays. Mm-hmm. And then instead of going away from the bootleggers and shit like this, he, leaned he embraced it. Yeah. And Medea was one of the most bootleg black content probably ever, one of the most, in addition to 50 Cent when he first came out. Uh, that was the most bootleg content, black content ever. And then it, and then it was like, oh shit, people really want to see this. All right, let's go on the road. Let's do these mm-hmm. plays. And he took his own money, mm-hmm. took his own cast, and put double, them
0: in, a, in, and doubled down on his own community too, like his own audience. Like, whereas most yeah. people
1: abandon that, he's like, no, I'm going all the way in. I'm going all in on black people, mm-hmm. and so, and, and 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 that pays off. You know what I'm saying? And I think. What happened was you saw that translate the plays translate into films, and then America was like, "We fuck with this black content," and he never left black content though. You got to think about it; like it always takes me back to when Muster came. When Muster came to the radio station and he was talking about how he tried to go EDM and realized that ain't his world. Right, I change. think that's what happens when when you when you try to you know, go away from what got you here type of thing. I think expansion is always important, but you never leave. You never go away from what actually got you here. And I'm not talking about your day one homies. I'm talking about what people expect from you, what people want, what people want from you. I don't want, I don't, I want to hear the fuck the police record from YG, Mm -hmm. but I also want to hear big bank. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, you got to give me that balance, and I think what happens, and a lot of times when 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 I was talking about mustard is when he tried to go EDM, he was like, you know what? I realized that ain't world ain't for me. I'm all in on hip hop and R from moving forward. You'll never catch me doing that shit again. Mm. And what pe- what happens is I believe that people go away from what 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 their how Silas would say how your bread is buttered, and and that's where people fuck up. Tyler Perry doubled down on black people every time. Yeah. And he never went away from black people. All his all his casts be black, mm-hmm. his producers be black, his writers be black. Like he went all in on black. He set up in Atlanta, fucking Georgia. <laughs> you know, and one of the poorest and one of the most disenfranchised neighborhoods in, in fucking Georgia. In Atlanta, set up his whole studio. And this is where we go. This is where we're gonna set up shop. We're right setting here. up right here. The marathon store. Mm. We're gonna set up right here. Yeah. We ain't we've we we going to be right here. You know what I'm saying? And that. That is the key, and what I mean by it, there'll never be another Tyler Perry, I don't think that that path, I think he has laid the foundation to that path, but I don't think that that path is, is, is it can be duplicated over and over again or mass produced because that's a different type of motherfucker. Yeah. There's there's only one puff. There's only one Jay, there's only one Tyler Perry. That's a, you, it, that's a different type of motherfucker. You gotta be a different motherfucker to be able to traverse all the adversities and double down on your shit every time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Puff I- puff puff is never switched up. Puff doubled down on, on puff every time, every single time, every time. Jay double down every time on, on Jay shit. Whether it's Rock Nation, whether it's Beyonce, whether it's Rockefeller, whether it's Rock Aware, whatever it is, he he left Dane. I'm a double down on Jay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, Tyler Perry doubled down on himself every time, and then that pays that pays the
0: dividend. So somebody else that makes me think of when we talking about that is Master P. Like Master P doing the same every Man time, P, every single time. People could say what they want. I think people are finally like the real ones gave him respect, but I think people are starting. And honestly, honestly I, I think people still have yet to see what P has been a is, is able to do. Like the music, yes, but I think entrepreneurial wise. I think people kind of like give him the short end of the stick right now in terms of like um, they don't see it all the way, but I think his story is still unfolding. Like I like the fact that they got the master the the No Limit Chronicles out right now that's telling the story. But with him, what I really f- fuck with Master P is he's like, look, he says something. I, th- I think we mentioned it, but he says something. He was talking to um, doing like a live stream. And he had Snoop on there, and he's like. Uh man, he's telling everybody all he's talking to the artist, but it just resonates with anybody. He's like, man, get you some product. The product don't talk back. The product (laughs) the product ain't gonna complain. The product just gonna sit there and do what the product do, which is gonna sell if you do it the right way. And and meaning like we have all these things that are out there that um that are, you know, using our likeness and, and we're not having control of any of this shit. So, yeah. shouts out to Master P. He's got the, uh, I think he just launched some, like, Uncle P's Louisiana Seasoning or whatever. Kind of going going head-to-head with J- Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's and stuff like that. I like that. Some people may not fuck with it. I, I like the fact that he's got, he got the chips and the noodles and all these other things. Because he's like, man, There's when you look at the shelf, there's nobody else out there. There's, there's yeah. no competition. So, people may look at him and you know, may laugh or say some other thing. Oh, man, P just being P, P being crazy. Nah, P is a genius, dog. And I think people know it musically, like, his business-wise in that sense, but I think he's yet to prove just how much of a genius he really is, man. And it's, you know, it it goes to show. But I I think that somebody like him, I guess my point was, somebody like him was able to build the lane for people in music to understand, like, oh, it's important to own your own shit.
1: You know what I'm saying? Ownership is important. Ownership and is I key. We always preach the ownership thing, but I think that people don't actually know what it means because, uh, and we could probably dive into this a little bit, but um, I was watching Joe Budden's response to Charlemagne, right? Mm-hmm. And and he was saying that, you know, Charlotte doesn't own the Breakfast Club. And he was saying that, you know, I own my shit. And we, so we're not having the same conversation, but, it's it, it for me. It boils down to something very simple. If all of your situations and/or relationships end the same way, it can't be everybody else. Mm. It can't be everybody else. I know women that are. I know some some of my homegirls that are bitter as fuck, right? And they're bitter as fuck because, oh well, they you know they do the niggas ain't shit or they do that type of stuff. And it's like. I've known you to have, let's say five, six situationships, entanglements, whatever you want to look at them as in the last two years, five or six, right? It can't be everybody else all the time. Right. So one of the conversations I always have is what do you feel like you did or could have done differently?
0: You hold and up. if you
1: can't, if you can't answer that question, that's a red flag to me.
0: Mm. Yeah. You gotta be able to hold yourself accountable for sure. I think that's one of my greatest strengths. Like, no matter what the fuck happens with anything, I always look at like, how did I handle that? What did I do yeah. to either to either mess that situation up, or how could I have handled it better?
1: And and I what's think, fucked up is, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: You just save yourself a lot of time and a lot of energy by looking at and assessing the situation that way versus always blaming somebody else because you can easily find a reason
1: why somebody else is at fault. What's crazy is what I always do, and this is. This is it's almost sad that I do this because it could be perceived as victim blaming but even when I'm victimized I look at how I could have moved differently. Absolutely. When I've had my when I've had my car broken into it's like, "Damn, I did park in a dark ass spot." It's and it's like even though I didn't have nothing to do with it, yeah. Somebody just decided to take advantage of me, I still try to find a way to hold myself accountable even when I'm victimized, which is fucked up because that translates into other things and I remember I actually should call one of my ex-girlfriends and apologize because I remember she told me that somebody like took advantage of her sexual. Mm. And I started asking her questions about like, well, why were you drunk like that oh, around yeah, people you don't know? Yeah, You know, why would you get drunk like that around people you don't know? And and I probably, yeah, I probably, I gotta find her number and call her or something, hit her on Facebook, probably yeah, apologize.
0: Gonna, gonna, like I said, but make, make that situation right.
1: Yeah, but I mean we cool. We we're yeah. not beefing, but I'm just saying like this is 15 years ago, bro. Yeah. I'm like I'm not educated like I'm 22 years old or something like that. So, I mean not 20. I'm like 21 or something shit like that. I didn't know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I didn't have like who trains you for those types of situations. Like we all deal with our trauma. It's like who trains you to deal with a, a nigga walking up to you and saying, "Where are you from, my nigga?" Right. You're not trained for that. You 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 learn on the job. Bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so, so in real life think about it and I was just having this conversation with one of my friends I said cause she was like she was telling me about her relationship woes and I was telling her I'm like look bro you can't hold people accountable for shit they don't know if your, your son is how old Two, Two. Yep. you can't whoop him for not knowing something that he has not yet learned, learned right
0: yeah.
1: And, and I was just listening to Charlemagne had this conversation with Andrew about he don't like beating. He don't he don't believe in, in chastising kids physically anymore. Because he's like, think about it. If you are a toddler, you don't know not to not to play with, with the stove. So you're getting hit for not knowing not to I mean for, for not knowing some information. Yeah, nah, nah. I I feel so, like, so oh. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So and I don't agree. I agree that you teach kids those lessons early and you do it. Obviously the same way we were raised. He thinks that he thinks that beating or not beating, but you know whooping your kids is barbaric and it's crazy. But, but on the flip side of that, I'm just going back to my conversation with my with my homegirl. I was telling her I said because she was like, well, you he should know I'm emotional and I'm crying. I'm like, think about this dog. Just really think about this. Chuck Dizzle, Charles Dorsey, when has you have you ever been set down by anyone? your mom, your dad, your step pops? anybody in your life and said this is how you deal with a crying woman yeah never you learn on the job Mm -hmm. so what I'm, i'm saying that to say it's hard it's very difficult to hold people accountable for shit they have not yet learned now i agree when i agree with swift and harsh penalties because this will teach you the lesson if you tweet some homophobic shit i believe in being reprimanded for that to some degree but if you don't know better how the fuck are you really supposed to be held accountable like that I guess if my you point, literally don't know my thing was just just to kind of go back
0: on the kid thing that I wasn't talking about the first I'm thinking about something that is a repeated action like if I told you yeah. don't do that and you do it for the fourth or fifth time alright now I know you kind of like you know better you're just testing your limits and at that point trying it's, me, yeah. yeah, it's not about beating or anything like that but you, you definitely reprimand him at that point like hey you don't don't touch that I told you not to so that was my point initially, but I, I hear what you're saying. There, there is no on I just, on the job training for that for a lot of those situations, and, and a lot of times you do you learn after the fact. Like if if nobody sat me down to have those conversations, but if I find myself in a situation where I don't know, I run to you know my my circle or my my, my support group and say, "Yo, how do you how do you handle that? You you do that after the fact. There's nothing like a now. I have been I have been told." You know, prior to driving, like, yo, this is what you do as a black man behind the wheel. You got to be careful. You got to exactly. You got to do this. You got that. Now, th- those situations, you do kind of get the heads up on. But even, even when you're in there is it's, it's a completely different situation when you're when it actually happens when you find so yourself that's what in that situation. Saying.
1: That's what I'm saying. I should probably, I don't know. I don't know what the course of action is with that. Do I go back and apologize for how I handled the situation? Because I I I didn't have the information at the time. Like I didn't, nobody's ever set me down and said, this is how you deal with sexual assault. I think you just,
0: you you do what you just said right now. You just say, hey, look, it may have sounded insensitive at the time. This is what I was, this is where I was going off of at the moment. I I apologize if it came off this way, but you know, everything that you just said prior to that. Because I think, you know, you guys aren't, you don't have no bad blood or anything, but if you if you whatever you realize in this in this moment from the conversation, and you realize, oh shit, that probably that probably wasn't the best way to handle it. Again, it's the accountability, right. right? So it's like that's where you start the conversation off of. No matter how they end up taking it, at least for your peace, peace of mind, you're like, I've learned something since we've had that conversation, and I just want to make you aware that I know for my own peace of mind. You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I was saying that to say. I just think that a lot of the times we actually don't know shit. Yeah,
0: no, that's, that's so, the case a lot And of so times. If, if
1: we don't know something, it's like, how do you really be accountable for some shit you don't know? Yeah. And I said that before, even on the air, I'm like, bro, how do you hold a, a, a six-year-old accountable for knowing multiplication? And they haven't learned it yet. Yeah.
0: That's
1: not So that's why, and that, that pivots to me, that pivots into the cancel culture thing. It's like, how do you cancel somebody for not knowing something they didn't know better than that. Like, we didn't know better. And I've talked about this too. I got a, a that the no homo t-shirt that I wore in the, in the picture, right? It's like, and this is from, I don't know, this is back in the Cameron days when it was pink and it was a joke. It was like no homo. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that that wasn't offensive. My cousin who I, re- I was raised with is a lesbian. It wasn't offensive to her. She's always been a lesbian pretty much my whole life. So it's not like I'm homophobic. Mm-hmm. It was like a joke. But at the in this current climate, you get canceled for some shit like that. Quote go. unquote canceled, right? Yeah, yeah. You get canceled for some shit like that. And it's like, I actually didn't know better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because in, in within within our group, within you know how, how our group chats are. Our group chats are ruthless. Man, go up. That's just how we get out. Yeah. So how are you supposed to know something? I mean, no, how do you get canceled for something that you don't actually know is wrong like that?
0: Yeah, I I I don't I don't have the answer for that. I think it's all about I think a lot of times where people make the mistake is how you handle it after you get the information. A lot of times when people get the information, they still like, well I didn't know that and it's like, well, okay, now you sound insensitive, like, bro, just you have the information now. It is offensive. And carry on You know what I'm saying Whether you gotcha. ap- Whether you apologize Or not You know that's That's on you How you personally feel Because I also don't believe In fake apologies If you don't believe Some shit Don't do it You know what I'm saying Just right. you know Say right. say how you feeling Like damn I, I really had no idea I'm sorry you took it that way I, I wasn't trying to offend you And, and keep it pushing However you want to move it But a lot of te- times People make the mistake Of once they receive The information like, Oh no nah, that That's not offensive What you talking about Like man Nobody tripped on that before Okay we're not talking about that Like now you're going Into a whole whole different argument you digging yourself into a deeper hole you understand
1: um Mm -hmm. which is
0: why i feel like i keep going back and forth between we've talked about it a couple times but with the whole tory lane situation should he respond should he not respond is he canceled is he not canceled like on one end i don't i feel like he knows exactly what the fuck he did Right? Yeah. I feel that. I don't know what he, how he grew up and how he handled women and all the other things that he's been through. But I think you get a good sense that he knows right now, oh, I fucked up. This is not good. Yeah. And right, you, right. you can either handle that one or two ways. And I felt like the best thing for him to do was to come out and be like, Hey, you know what? I did, the the case is still pending. This is what's going on, but I do want to offer up an apology to make the staff or hit her on the side and say, Look, shit was fucked up that night. We was we were going through this or whatever, just to make peace with it. But To kind of stand back again, I don't know the situation if what he's going through, but him not responding kind of says a lot. But again, we don't know what the fuck. But yeah, man, it's it's one of those tricky situations where it really it it really depends on how the person responds once once they get the information.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm probably gonna make an effort to do that because I just think that. Now that I understand more or less, I've learned, I've got some job experience, some work experience yeah. on the job. It's like, all right, I could probably go and, and figure that out. And I might've had, I should have handled that a little differently, but I'm just saying that nobody teaches you these things. Uh-huh. Life is teaching you these lessons. and we learning on the fly? Like everybody else. Another person I want to kind of give a, a salute to this
0: on this as well, man. Um, It, it just got, uh, and I've seen him doing this for years. Like I'm talking about years out of a close friend that, He's good with his brother, and I, I, I've seen like the, a lot of work that he's been doing in Africa. Akon, man. Akon City is a real thing, and it's going to be coming out. I guess he's uh, moving ahead with building Akon Acon City out in Africa in Senegal. Um, $6 billion uh, that he's got for his hometown, man, and funding that he's going to be putting together, man. So, salute to Akon. I've, I've always... There is...
1: What? I was going to say there's mixed uh, reviews on Akon right now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you, you got the streets that's upset about other actions, but again, let me let me just let, let me pull from symbolically. I like the fact that he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna build my own shit. I'm gonna build my I'm gonna build my own damn city. I'm gonna name this shit Akon City and mm-hmm. all the things that are going wrong or the things that are perceived to be messed up out in Africa he's he's provided lighting, I think free lighting for uh, electricity for a whole community um mm-hmm. I mean just I, I just think that's 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 dope I, I like what that symbolizes like showing yo, it's possible to get in these kind of spaces that typically our faces are not in. Like, I, I love that. I love the message that that sends because somebody that may be a fan or maybe not even fuck with them. They got to respect those kind of moves and be like, damn, okay, how can I do that? Let me get some research on how I can make it happen or navigate in that same space. Yeah. Uh, but yep. yeah, man, I mean, there are a lot of people doing their thing on, on the, uh, the business tip. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's definitely yeah, with with 2020 going. there's a lot of ups and downs. Now, let me let me ask you what you think about this. All right, so the NFL obviously coming back. First of all, how do you feel? How do you feel about the boycott in the NBA for that that one game, and then coming back to end up playing?
1: I don't know. I, oh, I was we, we talked to, about
0: this. we talked about this a little bit.
1: I was talking to Bino yesterday about this shit, Bino Rado, and he was saying he was like, "Yeah, that 24 hours was cute." it was cute um but i think it's just what it is is for me as long as we having the conversations yeah as long as we can get the dialogue going i'm cool like i'm not tripping about well no it needs to last a week or it needs to last the rest of the season i don't i I think if you get the point across if you get the point across with a conversation the, the, the the work has been done so if you get if me and you could have like you could stop drinking over the course of a year through AA meetings or it could take one conversation right. or it could be one DUI or whatever. As long as you, as long as you get your shit under control, yeah. it don't matter what I've, I, it, the, 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 what happens to cause that to me is not really important as long as you get the results and the results are people are having the conversation. The owners are like, Oh shit. Okay. What can we do? Um, I like that they allowing. Well, first of all, I like that in the bubble, they allowing people to have shit on their jerseys. That should have been a thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you should be able to have control over your expression, just like any other thing. But I also believe in work uniforms. Like if you have a job, you wear the uniform. Mm. It is what it is. So, um, I think that what's going on right now is something that we have never seen in our lifetime. And it's probably never gonna be the same. Like, I think at this point, every conversation is being had at every level. Every conversation at every single level, okay. Um, are we bringing back arenas? Are we bringing fans back? Are we gonna just put digital boards in every arena? Like, what, what, what the fuck is going on, man? That's a
0: lot of money to not bring fans back. They they, they spend yeah. they spend all this money on these uh. Just think about the stadiums out at the SoFi and all that. Like, I know they hot. I'd be pissed. Spending all that friend, money.
1: My friend works there, and it's definitely been a challenge.
0: <laughs> man, I, shout to the homie uh Mosky, man. He he's been doing obviously an incredible job. Uh, DJ for the Rams and the LA Sparks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he he he's been going out there and 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 putting on for LA. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that those, those songs, the first songs being played out there, are, are some LA shit. But I just keep thinking like that's a big ass stadium with nobody there. Nobody there. <laughs> Crazy. Now now speaking of the NFL though, like they um they are kind of taking some moves um to. Uh, get, i guess answer or respond to you know the protests and things of that nature um and we'll now in the in the end zones have different messages as well like in racism um all of us mad i forgot what the other one was but again
1: is it is it enough it could have been it could have been this way the problem uh, here's the thing That's the, that's the point of driving the conversations. I don't think like, I'm being honest with you. I don't think a lot of shit we do is effective. Mm. Like, like walking off the job, like shout out to Kenny Smith. He walked off the job when the players uh, all decided to walk up to not play, right? It's not the action, it's the why. I always say it's not the what, it's the why. It's not what happened, it's why it happened. Mm. And we, everybody in sports media was talking about Kenny DeJet Smith walking off the set of TNT. Mm -hmm. It don't matter what happened, the why is what's important. Now the conversation is being had as to why he did it. Yeah, That's what's important. So I always wanted, I I never want to lose sight of that because that actually got lost in the sauce with Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. Well, it's about the troops and paying homage. No, it's not. No, it's not. Colin Kaepernick kneeled because of what the fuck is still going on right now. They just killed the homie. They just killed the nigga in L.A. right in now. LA. This and, week. And See,
0: that's that's my point. That's my point right there. Boycott, right? Game 5, specifically in L.A. Boycott Game 5 because of the James Blake situation, right? Or Jacob Blake, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, we walking off because, of, man, this, enough is enough. Alright, we gonna play again tomorrow. Bang, somebody else dies. Alright, so we just gonna continue to talk about this? Like, and and... I don't have the answer, but I think that's where a lot of people's frustrations lie. It's like, yes, we're driving the conversation uh for excessive force police brutality, killing black people. Like this is not these things should not be happening. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's still fucking happening. And and that's the I think that's the problem with it. It's like, okay, well, if you maybe I was talking to my mom about this and she we we were kind of talking about, well, maybe there should have been a uh, a, a plan put in action, right? Saying okay, like for me, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just keep it hundred. For me, this is what what would have I would have liked to see: boycott Game Five. We're not fucking with y'all no more. All right, everybody's talking about it. the conversation's here. How can we get you guys back on the port on the court? All right, arrest the killers that killed Breonna Taylor. Then, then we'll talk. We'll talk about it. <laughs> to me, that it, it's outlandish. It sounds crazy, but for me, that's effective. For me, I can say okay. Well, hey. This shit that they've been arguing about, not arguing about, protesting about, speaking up against, for the last, how many times have we been saying Breonna Taylor's name in the last couple months, right? Last year, right? Yeah. All, yeah. We've, been say, we've been saying, like, that's, I think, one singular issue that people can agree. If you arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor or do some swift justice from that situation, I think that would, it wouldn't cure the situation, but it'll def- definitely answer a lot of the questions that people have. I know it's a yeah, lot of. A lot, of, a lot of policies and things that are caught up within that. But my thing is like, okay, well, let, let's sit let's sit back and figure it out then. The owners and the people that are losing money will do everything in their power to make sure that that, that gets taken care of. The same way that they were like, hey, man, we, we got to have a meeting tonight. We need y'all on the court tomorrow. We got to do what we got to do so y'all can get back on the court. And that may not be the right or wrong way, but I just think that again, our, our conversation of talking about people, cause I, I think I talked to her about our, the last podcast and how you were saying, you know, black people are just, we don't have that one unified voice. Everybody mm-hmm. has their own agenda. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, we all feel, we all want justice. We all, we all want our livelihoods. We don't want to be killed. That's this, mm-hmm. that's one singular thing that we all can agree on. I feel. And What's the what's the uh the face of that right now? Breonna Taylor. That's one that's one thing I just feel like that they could kind of push the needle
1: on and make some kind of change. I agree with you, but then what about DeJohn Kizzy, who was killed in LA? That's He's another 29. one. That's another one. I'm you're I'm, right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that this is gonna end, is what I'm saying. Which is why the conversations need to be had, because Change is progressive. I don't believe that. To Like, I'm going to be honest with you. It takes a very unique individual to go cold turkey anything. Yes. Trust me, I know. You know, right? It takes a very special type of motherfucker to be able to do that. Like, you know what? I'm done. You know me. I know you. I know you have the willpower and and, and the fortitude to go cold turkey on whatever it is that's going to make your life better. You know this about me mm-hmm. across the board friendships, relationships, women, whatever. Yeah, cold turkey. That's a very unique trait to have. That is not, not common. People in this world do not go cold, cold turkey on nothing, which is why there are so many helplines and fucking AAs and 12 step programs and all this other kind of shit because that's really not a possibility for most people. Mm-hmm. Diets, or oh, it's, it's an Atkins diet. Yeah. Well, it's going to. You're going to lose keto. a pound of this a keto diet. You're going <laughs> to lose a pound every other day. And th- like, bro, personal trainers wouldn't have jobs if people had that fortitude. Motivational speakers wouldn't have jobs. If people had that kind of fortitude, I'm saying that to say change is never going to be like, all right, we cool. We done killing black people. That's never going to happen. It happens over a gradual time. Just like the shit was fucked up over a gradual time. They didn't just kill all the native Americans when they got here, like all at once. Like, you know what I'm saying? Genocide is a real thing. Like, like how how they were doing the Jewish people in, in, in Nazi Germany, where it was like they were just pushing, they were just murdering thousands of people at a time. That's but it still takes a long time for these things to happen. So it's gonna take even longer to reverse it. Yeah. Think about how long racism has been a thing since before since slavery, right? Actually, before slavery. Before that, yeah. When before slavery, when when white people came over here and was like, this is our shit. You know what I'm saying? They were they were murdering Native Americans, giving them fucked up food, all kind of shit, right? That being said, racism is a real thing and it's been how when was this country established? 1776, racism. if you want to say like from American history. right? right. American history, Christopher and them colonizers got over here 1776. No, they came before the end. I'm talking about that. it got it got Oh, you're talking about the Constitution. The yeah, Constitution yeah, yeah. was signed seventeen seventy six. They got here way before that. Mm-hmm. So let's just start with the Constitution where black people don't matter, right? right? Black people were three-fifths of a man or whatever the fuck they said. 1776. It's 2020. You know how long it's going to take to fix this shit? Imagine, like, morbidly obese people. It's easy to gain weight. Well, except for Chuck Dizzle. But it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's easy to gain weight, bro. You know how hard it is to lose fucking weight? I just weighed myself recently. I was shout out to bad luck, the homie we was uh, riding bikes. I just weighed myself because I stopped weighing myself. I stopped I was like, man, I'm not losing no weight. Fuck it. I'm I quit. I'm not weighing myself no more. Not doing I it. Haphazardly, tomorrow. I haphazardly got on the scale. I was down eight pounds. He's like, oh shit. I was like, oh shit. Bad bitch it caught, alert. <laughs> it caught me by surprise. Yeah. Bad, bad luck said ever since he started this bike journey, he hasn't looked at the scale. Mm. He said he get on the scale. His girl take the notes, and she's like, "Bro, you killing it." Yeah, no, I but saw. I don't. literally saw him the other day. He is thin, and so what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say, it's easy to fuck shit up. It take a long time to build. When they knocked the twin towers down, you know, like that shit was fucked up. You it fast. So, so me, one day, then one day they undid years of progress, let and let me, it take it take ten years to rebuild. I'm gonna give you a perfect
0: example. I'm glad you used that as an example. You're right. It takes a long time to rebuild. I I get it. Like things have to be systematically. Ch- I understand that. My thing is that at least make the effort. You know what happened when the twin towers uh, got knocked over? What the fuck happened in the airports? You couldn't you you couldn't get that fuck CFA. back exactly. So yeah. it's like at least all right. You're not gonna you're not you're not gonna stop killing black people. Well, swift justice this time. Next next part we gonna make an example of the next person that do it. We're going to make an example out of the the next one that this, that that happens. All right. You losing your job, your pension and we ain't fucking all that. But it's like, I agree with you. So I think those are the things that need to be talked about. You're right. The conversation is great, but I feel like sometimes the action isn't followed up and it's like, that's where the frustration lies with a lot of people. It's like, y'all feel like you can just keep on. And me for me, I'll, I'll speak on my end. That's where I feel the most frustrated. It's like, damn, you just feel like you can keep on playing with us. Like, at some point, this shit is going to bubble over. It's going to get bad. It's going to get ugly. At least, and, and maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Again, that reset we were talking about in the last episode, maybe that just needs to happen. It's just for me, I, I feel like wh- whatever side you, you're you on, you mm-hmm. fuck with Donald Trump or don't fuck with Donald Trump, whether you, you agree that black lives matter or don't agree with black lives matter, there's one human aspect like damn people shouldn't be getting killed and then when you see that of course people make excuses and oh well maybe he had a knife or maybe he had a gun and okay well there's based off of your job description there's different ways on how you're supposed to be trained to handle that and if you can't do the
1: job then you shouldn't be doing it (laughs) i agree with you i agree with making an example of justice i talked about that before on the podcast about um, you know, taking pensions away and penalizing people. Uh, but there are guidelines in place. Um, I don't remember the exact uh, act or the bill that prevents police officers from being personally liable for things that happen on the job. And so um, that is something that needs to go away first. That's what I'm saying. And these, there's, they've, they've literally constructed, and when I say they, you know what it is, mm-hmm. they have constructed this country. To work in their benefit, because it was built and founded by white men. Mm-hmm. So, I and I was having this conversation with glasses too. It's like if you're, they're supposed to be worried and rebellious and feel how they feel right now. Because why would you want to give up your advantage? Why would you want to give up your 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 head start? Like you got a you got a you got a forty meter head start. Right. <laughs> yes. Why would you want to give that up? Yeah. it's supposed to go down swinging. You are supposed to feel like that because you know if it was even, it'd be fucked up for you. You hence, know what I'm saying?
0: My it? my, and that's another going back to the point of the whole boycott shit. That's why. That's why I feel like they should have pushed on it more because it can easily get swept under the rug after another game. Because now, now we turned up. Oh man, it, it might be Lakers and Clippers, and I'm part of the bullshit. I'm not going to even lie. I want to see this shit. I want to see us yeah. get a chip, but. A part of me wasn't like when it happened. I'm like, good, all right. Maybe this will be that thing that's gonna at least get that conversation going to start, you know, the the, okay. the 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 policing or start, you know, arresting the people that that the the individuals that killed Breonna Taylor or start. I just I don't know. That's that's where the frustration lies for me.
1: Keeping it real, I don't know, bro. Yeah, I think that I just, I don't I don't have as much faith in people as you do, so.
0: It's not like even about just- it's not even about having faith in, in people, even though I do, I absolutely do. I feel like it. it it's po- I feel like it's possible, only because of I don't know, man. I, I don't know. We can go. We gonna go in circles. I just feel like I've seen examples of people not giving a fuck or looking out for their own. So I feel like we just got to step up and do a better job ourselves to fight for re- what we really really want and again it it, it came to one of our conversations offline that we had i'm like it's different when you have a kid because it's like damn this is this is the life they're gonna be living in this is this is a world that they're gonna be living in it's different like before i had kids i i was thinking that shit too i was like damn i I don't know man let's i i know how to survive in this world i can deal with it as fucked up as it may be i'm okay i can i can deal with anything the life puts puts uh takes on whatever throws in my way but now it's like, oh shit, I have to I have to be responsible for another human life and I'm not going to always be there to protect him from the outside forces of the world, and to me yeah. that's scary. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit, now that's literally that's that's the thing that keeps me up keeps me up at night on a daily. So I'm like, damn, okay, I'm not going to be able to save him in this situation. I've come up with all kinds of scenarios in my head. And he only two. I'm like, damn fucked up. I got to think about this shit for, for the rest of my life. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, there's no answer to this. I know we kind of just in going in circles at this point. Um, I know a lot of people feel the same way and there's other people that may feel like they have the answers. But again, I, I go back to your point. I think the dialogue is important. I just feel like the action should be even more important. We should have one uniform, one 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 underlying theme that we go and Just pick one issue, one thing. Say so okay, let's let's deal with that. And when other situations pop up, then we can handle that as as it comes up.
1: I think. I mean, like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. It's always going to be somebody that got a different issue. True. Very true.
0: Very true. Um, is there
1: anything else we need to mention?
0: Been going for almost um, an hour now. I wanted. To, I wanted to. But go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say shout out to Payday LA. They got the virtual uh festival going down, hosted by our girl Lupe. Obviously, El Prez as well. So salute to the whole Payday LA oh, staff. Shout man. out to Lupe. Yeah, you Lupe, hate us. Lupe doing her thing, man. She's gonna be hosting that's gonna be on uh Saturday, I believe. Yeah, just follow Payday LA or follow myself, Chuck Dizzle, Homegrown Radio. We're gonna be live streaming it on Homegrown Radio YouTube. So you can subscribe now if you haven't subscribed to the Homegrown Radio YouTube. Uh, Going to do that We got the new site up right now Homegrownradio.net Check it out It's been a long time coming Thank you guys for being patient We haven't revamped the site in years Um, It low-key happened on a fluke Like I wasn't I was planning on doing Like later on this year But some shit happened on the back end And we was forced to do it And I'm glad it worked out that way So new site Um, New, new site, new on, you Yeah, exactly Who this?
1: <laughs> so what you want to say? Um I just wanted to, shout out to, uh, Big Boy. I wanted to shout out to Big Boy. I want to shout out to Big Boy. I want to shout out to Charlemagne. Legend. I just also want to say, I love the new site. The new site is fire. Good luck. Kudo, kudos to Chuck Dizzle and, and, and the homie. But uh, I feel like, I just want to give Big Boy his flowers because I've been having some wild ass conversations. And the conversations that I'm having now are like mind blowing to me. Why and you say that? Because like the shit that I'm being told, and I'm not gonna like go into the personal right, conversations, right, right. but but the shit that the shit that people are saying to me, like I had a conversation with Reason last night, and Reason was telling me some shit. I'm getting feedback. I don't know what's going on, but um, I'm Reason was telling me some shit last night too about like my part like my myself and my platform my purpose and like and then i was having that con- same conversation with big boy and it was just like bro this is like crazy to me and so i just want to say that uh, I, I appreciate every conversation i appreciate the flowers and i think that like i said i'm in business with the universe so it's only it's it's not gonna stop absolutely not i think that that kind of like nails
0: it right there I man I, and i and i think too also we have to get into the mind space of embracing like again a lot of people don't know or may not be familiar or maybe caught on a couple years ago people may may have just started following following you this year right so they don't really know the whole backstory but it's like this is years and years of things that have been planted you know what I'm saying? So it was only right. It really is only right. Like, And I can only imagine those conversations are things that are true, right? You know, whatever conversations are, I'm sure that it's, it's a lot of fact-based things because you're talking to individuals that have seen a lot and that's lived a lot, and especially within this space. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where you just got to just, I know, I'm not going to say it's hard to imagine it, but it's like embrace it. Like this is what you were here to do. You, who, who said that? I don't know if we, we mentioned on the podcast, but it's like you've arrived. Now, now this is this is what you do. All the shit that you've planned for, and man, I'm gonna do that. You're here. Now what?
1: Yeah, I think was I think we work our whole life. We work our whole life to get an opportunity, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, here's your opportunity. Now what? Exactly. It's like. Oh shit. Um I don't know. I've been working for the opportunity. I <laughs> I've been I have been I've been applying for the job over right. and over again. <laughs> I ain't think you was actually gonna give me the job. You mean I'm hired? Uh
0: what day starts best for me? Uh now, I think. Yeah, man. I mean just embrace it. Embrace it is 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 overdue. Um and it's great. I mean, it's great that those those people are are having those conversations with you as well. Like that's that's an amazing thing. Cause there's a lot of times people just Choose not to say something. That goes back to our point in the beginning, man. And and it doesn't have to be on a negative thing. If it doesn't have to be squashing beefs or anything like that. Man, give somebody their roses, man. Give somebody their flowers. Reach out to somebody. Tell them that you love them. Tell tell them what they meant to you or, or what they mean to you, how they inspire you. And you'll just be you'll you'll see how that not only makes you feel, but it could literally save somebody else's life. Like straight up. Facts. Um man, I think we're good. Yeah, we good. Uh, at Homegrown Radio, everywhere, subscribe, rate, comment. Keep those comments coming, man. I, I really I really enjoy reading those um, from people that, again, giving us the flowers. Like, I'm not going to lie, that makes me feel good seeing how we impact people from whatever Absolutely. level. And, and these are sometimes people that we don't know, some people we do know. It feels good, man. So keep those com- comments coming. Follow everywhere at DJHED, at Chuck Dizzle, at Homegrown Radio. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. Yeah